It's the Ty and Matt Show with Matt and Ty. And we're back. We're doing it again. We're hot. We're better. I'm feeling great. Yeah, me too. It's going to be a good one, Ty. I, I feel really good about this one because we are, you know what? We rarely do this and we did it now where we promised to explore the third, well, actually, we wanted all the candidates, to be fair. I did listen back to it. We did talk about getting Biden and Trump, and I want to let the listeners know we are, we'll, we'll try. I mean, we need you guys maybe to pull some weight. We can't do all the work there. That's, that's right. And maybe tell them, I, I don't think this is actually true because this is a podcast, but maybe tell them that we triggered the equal time rule and like they owe it to the American people to come on the show. Exactly. Exactly. I, I don't know if they would really care about our legal situation, but in case we can tug on some heartstrings and we can get them on, uh, please, like I, I'm 100% down, but we do have Howie Hawkins of the Green Party. Yes, we do. Look at us moving up in the world. You know, it was like bottom rung prohibition party. We yeah. grabbed that one. I feel like we've massively just like, yeah. I, I feel like we skipped a lot of rungs because what did. do you got? We- you have like... I, I God, there's so many fucking third parties. You remember, we like looked at a giant list. Yeah. And then Phil Collins, of course, pops out because I was like, okay, I guess the career wasn't going so good, but it's actually not the singer. Yeah, I was going to say, folks, take a giant guess as to why Phil Collins jumped out at us. <laughs> and Peter Gabriel is not his running mate, okay? No, no. Stop making that joke. Ago. Take him serious. Up. He might win this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, we basically went from one low rung to doing like a giant ninja warrior move where we skipped a bunch of rungs and went towards the top. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun interview. Unfortunately, Ty, you were unable to join us. It's a real shame, but uh, I tried to hold the fort down. You know, I th- look, I'm excited to listen to it. I'm sure you did it. I'm, I'm really proud of you. Um, I, I look, I don't know. I think the sky is a limit now. I, I really I'm feeling really good. I'm kind of I'm a little and, you know, I don't use this term lightly. I'm a little jazzed up. I think we can maybe. Oh. Yeah. Hey, Jeez. I warned you. I did warn you. I <laughs> We need to get, I think like after this, I mean, if we were trying to do this like chronologically or like in some kind of order, you need Joe Jurgensen, mm-hmm. uh, Libertarian Party. And then after that, we need the two big ones. I mean, I really, we really need you guys, the interns, the listeners to step up on that one. Harass them every day. Just keep tweeting at them. Yeah, harass may not be the best, the right word. Excuse me, but, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, ask politely every day. It's it's your civic duty as uh, as constituents. The right word. Um, you're allowed to do that. Yeah. Right. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I mean, look. I, all I'm trying to get at is uh, we're trying we're trying to help democracy. You know, maybe maybe this is me fudging some things a little. I think I might be kind of like building this up a little bit. I'm trying to make us sound more noble than what we actually are. No, no, no. I think you're, you, you bring up a good point. Uh, we're helping democracy. Some people are afraid that it's falling apart. Others think it's firing in all cylinders. Um, so we're just going to, like, improve the performance or, like, save it. So Until we have a tie and Matt party, I don't think democracy's complete. Do yep. you remember that one? I do remember that one. The tie and Matt party. We got to look. If there's anything we keep of all promises, it's the tie and Matt party. We got to give the people... What they want, we have to give them real options. They need what is it? Kangaroo boxing. I, I think that was one mandatory yeah. listening of the Ty and Matt show. 
yeah, I mean that's gonna be hard telling people that it's anything a suggestion. is mandatory. It's a yeah, suggestion. It's a it's a um, a forceful you, suggestion. You will be fined if you miss it, but yeah. it is just a suggestion. It's you know. Yeah, it's your right to decide whether or not you are gonna be forced to pay a fine. It's like the seatbelt law. Like you don't have to wear the seatbelt. It's just you might have to pay money for not wearing your seatbelt. That's an interesting way to look at it. I like that. I think it's a really positive way to look at it. Yeah. Well. You know, unfortunately, we're, I think we're running low on time to uh, actually put together the Ty and Matt party for this go-around. And also, um, you and I are both too young to, you know, front the party, I believe. Okay, let's not get caught in the weeds with it. We'll oh, figure well. all that out. But in the meantime, an actual option that you have in 2020 is the Green Party. And they're, uh, it, it, right now it's presumptive candidate, but let's be honest, he's going to be, he's gonna be the, the nominee, uh, Mr. Howie Hawkins. And it was a great chat. I enjoyed it. But before we get to that interview with Howie Hawkins, we need to make sure we throw out our plugs. You can plugs check out important. the show. That damn straight. You can check out the show on Twitter and Instagram at Ty and Matt Show. And you can find us on Facebook. We have a YouTube channel. And hey, you're already listening to this episode of the podcast. Why not subscribe? Leave a kind emphasis on kind review. And then you can enjoy everything else that we uh, put out, which is always podcast gold. Isn't that right, Ty? Absolutely. Uh, Matt, where can they find you? They can find me on the tweets and the Instagram at Matt underscore Regal. Ty, where can they find you? I need uniformity. I hate that. Like now, I used to make fun of you so much about the underscore. And now uh, now I look like a chump because my Instagram is at Ty.Colgate. But then the Twitter is at just Ty Colgate. Not ju- well, not at just just at the at symbol. Mm-hmm. Ty Colgate, you know, yeah, there's no yeah. dot. Yeah, so karma's I need uniformity. A, karma's a real bitch, isn't it? It is a little bit of a bitch. But either way, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Howie Hawkins. All right, this is very exciting. Joining me on the Ty and Matt show is the man who's the presumptive nominee for the Green Party as of June of this year. Please welcome to the program, Mr. Howie Hawkins. Mr. Hawkins, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to be here. Great. Well, we appreciate you uh, taking the time out to chat with us a little bit. Uh, something my co-host, who unfortunately cannot join us this evening and I share, is an interest in uh, the idea of there being more than just the two traditional political parties here in the United States. Uh, as I just mentioned, you're a member of the Green Party, and in fact, uh, I think it goes a little deeper than just being a member of the Green Party. Am I correct? I was there at the first national meeting we had to organize the Green Party in St. Paul, Minnesota in August 1984. Wow. I've been proud from the beginning. Wow. That's neat. Uh, so, so what has that been like to be at the very beginning of a political campaign and, and you know, watch it grow and, and evolve over the course of decades? Well, for me, it began in the 1960s. 1964, I'm in California, I'm 12 years old. Reagan is campaigning against the run for fair housing law that had just passed to get it repealed in a referendum. And I was brought up in a Republican family. And one of the things they told me is the Republicans stood for civil rights, the party of Lincoln. And that obviously was not the case. So I said, well, let's see what the Democrats are gonna do. And they had a choice to seat the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party, which represented all the Mississippians, black and white, or the Dixiecrats, the segregated delegation. Mm-hmm. And Johnson told uh, the convention, just uh, tell the Freedom Democrats they're going to have to wait. 
And so I was asking, where's my party? And my first party was the Peace and Freedom Party in California. Peace in Vietnam, freedom was the civil rights slogan. Mm-hmm. And then we had a People's Party that included the Peace and Freedom Party nationally in 1972 and 76, ran Dr. Benjamin Spock, the baby doctor that raised my generation. And then uh, <laughs> Barry Commoner, the foremost environmental scientist at that time in 1980 with the Citizens Party. So I've seen this uh, effort at forming an independent party on the left go on for a long time now. And uh, the good news is we're still here. The Greens have survived 35 years. Yeah. Uh, but we have so much more potential, and particularly now. I mean, I'm thinking of the coronavirus crisis. Yes, absolutely. Trump gave up. The virus won. He's a loser. But where's Biden? I mean, he could convene the White House press corps. He's within commuter distance and have news conferences and demand that we get a national test, trace and quarantine program going to suppress the virus. Tens of thousands of people are dying because of this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Trump is obviously incompetent, but where the hell is Biden? So, you know, for us, that's, you know, like the first thing we're demanding. Let's deal with this like every other organized society in the world. Yeah. And instead, we lead the world in coronavirus infections and deaths. De- yeah, definitely some, some great points. Um, now, obviously, coronavirus is going to be a huge, uh, a huge topic in 2020. Uh, it has been all year. It's going to continue to be. Uh, but what are some of the other things that are uh, big key points for the uh, Green Party? Well, my campaign from the beginning a year ago has emphasized three other life or death issues. And that is the climate meltdown. I was the first candidate in this country to campaign for a Green New Deal in 2010, running for governor of New York. And we have a program to get to zero to negative greenhouse gas emissions and 100% clean energy by 2030 which is what the carbon budgets that climate science has produced, say a rich country like the United States needs to do if we're gonna avoid the worst impacts of climate change. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Secondly, inequality. We've had 50 years of stagnant wages and growing inequality, and now working class life expectancies are dying. I mean, falling. So people are dying because they gotta choose between paying the utilities and the rent or going to the doctor. Mm -hmm. So we're calling for an economic bill of rights, which has always been part of our Green New Deal. So everybody, there should be a job guarantee. There should be a guaranteed income above poverty, something Dr. King was demanding with the Poor People's Campaign in 1968. Affordable housing, Medicare for all, tuition-free public education from childcare and pre-K through post-secondary college and trade schools and a secure retirement. We want to double Social Security benefits so every senior is above the poverty line. Mm-hmm. And then the third issue is the new nuclear arms race. The Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists has their doomsday clock, the closest it's ever been to midnight. We've, we've been getting out all these nuclear arms treaties. The last one, last bilateral treaty between the United States and Russia concerning strategic arms expires next February 5th. Mm-hmm. None of the presidential candidates are talking about it. It should be a top campaign issue. So we have peace initiatives, deep cuts in military spending, pledge no first use of nuclear weapons, disarm to a minimum credible deterrent, and then go to the other nuclear powers and say, let's negotiate complete and mutual nuclear disarmament and go there with the support of the 122 nations who three years ago yesterday agreed to the text 
of the Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons. The International Campaign for the Abolition of Nuclear Weapons got the Nobel Peace Prize for that three years ago. And hardly anybody in this country knows that. Mm-hmm. So those were the three issues. And then I guess the, the fifth life or death issue is the centuries-old pandemic of racism, which people of color have known about. But now the white people are getting mad because it's on in living color on the TV screens. Mm-hmm. And they're outraged. So there's measures we got to do there. And, and we're saying, let's not just defund the police, let's defund the military. Because there's not enough money in the police budgets to provide the services that are better provided by other people than the police. You know, if you're homeless, you need a home, not a vagrancy yeah. charge. If you're drug addicted, you need medical treatment, not a prison sentence and so forth. But you could take all the police budgets as a drop in the bucket compared to what's needed in these communities that have been segregated, discriminated against and exploited for generations. So we're calling for as part of our Green New Deal, basically a Marshall Plan for the cities. Let's rebuild the housing, the healthcare, the schools, the businesses and uplift these communities. And it's gonna take more than the police budgets. The federal government's gotta provide the funding. Yeah, absolutely. That's all fascinating and great stuff to be running on. I did have a question. I was doing some research. You've run a number of times. Was each time you've run for various offices as a Green Party candidate? Yes. Okay, so my question is, it's no secret that running as a third party candidate is not an easy thing to do. Um, so what have you learned from previous campaigns that you think is going to help you, uh, in 2020? Well, it takes time to build support. When I first ran in Syracuse, New York, 1993, I got 3% of the vote. By 2011, I got 48%. I was just short of getting elected to the city council. Mm -hmm. I got 35% running citywide in 2015. Um, we ran minor celebrities for governor of New York in 2004 and 2000, wait, no, 2002 and 2006. And we came up short of the number of votes. So in 2010, they turned to me. You've run a lot of times. Why don't you give it a try? And nobody knew who I was, but we, we had a good message. We communicated with the media and we built up a pretty good organization. So we were able to get the votes. So, you know, what I've learned is it takes grassroots organizing, to build a real organization and then you got to stick with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, celebrities are no shortcut. And I've been involved in movements going back to the anti-Vietnam War movement where we started out a vilified minority. Mm -hmm. And over time we won people over. I've been through that so many times. So I'm confident sooner or later, we're going to have an independent party on the left. And I think this is a good year for it because Trump is sinking like a stone. You know, everybody can see he doesn't know what he's doing with the coronavirus. The economy's yeah. in the tank. Every time he moves his lips, people know he's lying. So he's 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 over. So but, but what's Biden offering? When you think of Joe Biden, what issue is he the champion of? Through his whole career. Yeah, I couldn't name one. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta give people a reason to vote. And these life or death issues I was talking about, we got real solutions. So I think we're an option for people that want to say, here's what we want. And it'll be difficult for us to win. But what I tell people is don't get lost in the sauce. If you, if yeah. you want to get rid of Trump, don't vote for Biden. A vote for the Greens is a vote against Trump. It's not in his column. It's in ours. Yeah. And make your voice heard and tell people what you want. If you vote for Biden and you're for Medicare for all, 
Nobody knows that. They don't know maybe you're a Sanders supporter who settled for Biden. Mm-hmm. You know, vote for the Greens because we are for Medicare for all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, obviously brought it up already that it's no small, uh, no small feat. Uh, you guys are definitely on the way. But what would be, aside from the obvious, which is winning the whole thing, what would you consider a success for your 2020 campaign? Well, more ballot lines. This country is the hardest in the world among the electoral democracies just to get on a ballot. Mm-hmm. And I still believe we're going to build the Green Party into a major party from the bottom up. We should be electing thousands to local office and from there to state legislatures and Congress. But getting on the ballot in this country is takes take Congress, takes thousands of signatures in most states to run as an independent. They have a ballot line, it scores. So it's much easier. And then you can run. And, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing at the local level. In other countries, like in New Zealand, you want to run as an independent for their parliament, two signatures. In right. Illinois, it's over 15,000. In uh, the United Kingdom, you want to run for the House of Commons as an independent, 10 signatures. Oh, my God. Here, it's thousands. Yeah. And so forth. So, you know, that's so we get ballot lines in 40 of the 50 states. The presidential vote determines whether you get a ballot line. In most mm-hmm. states, it's one, two or three percent of the vote. So it's really within our reach. Yeah. And, and then we can run a lot more candidates locally. We do have 129 elected Greens around the country. It's one of the best kept political secrets in American politics. It's more than any third party on the left going back until you have to go back to the heyday of the Socialist Party. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've got a we got a toehold. Now we got to get a foothold and start climbing yeah. the ladder. That was the thing that astounded me when uh, my co-host and I started looking into uh, third party candidates and, and what all goes into that is just how how difficult it is to even get a foothold, which seems, at least by my, my estimation, to be detrimental to everybody. Um, you know, not knowing that there are these other options and ideas and groups that you could possibly be voting into office. Well, and you look at the history of third parties in this country, going back to the, the working men's party. 1829 30. That was the first labor party in the world. Karl Marx was still a kid running around Trier, Germany. Mm-hmm. And we had a working men's party. It actually elected the president of the Carpenters Union to the State Assembly of New York. And they put, you know, the reforms that workers needed as industrialization was beginning. And then the Liberty Party put the question of slavery on the ballot. And the Greenback Labor and People's Party, the populist parties, put uh, monopoly. Uh, public ownership of public utilities and banking and money reforms and land reform on the agenda. And that, that's what they were debating from the end of the Civil War to 1900. And then the Socialist Party, you know, the social insurance programs that were finally adopted in the New Deal, the Socialists have been talking about for three decades beforehand. Mm-hmm. So that's been the historic role of third parties, to bring issues to the table that the two major parties won't discuss. Yeah. And, and we, uh, want to, we want to do that, but we want to go further. We want to, we want to do like the Republicans <laughs> did. They were, people say Lincoln was a third party candidate. Actually, by the time he ran, he was a second party candidate. The Republicans were already for two sessions of Congress, the second party in Congress. Yeah. Well, it'll certainly be interesting to watch this year and for years to come to see how things evolve and change. I think people are getting hungrier for some of those other options. Uh, we're running low on time. I know you're, like I said, you're a very busy man. We've got to let you go. Uh, but we had a couple more questions, and I think if it's all right with you, we're just going to breeze through them. Is sure, that right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. We've been accused of some softballs in the past, but we, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to try and beef it up a little bit. 
All right. All right. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Let's see. What is your favorite color? Green. Uh, uh, that was a trick question, and you passed with flying colors. I'm glad you got that one. All right. It's kind of late. I think it's kind of late at night. Uh, you're kind of tired. What are you ordering for takeout? Chinese. That's a good one. It's a great answer. Uh, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? LeBron. LeBron. Okay. And uh, this is an easy one. Two-word question. Bigfoot real. Yes or no? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, would you consider, this is the last one. This is a tough one. Would you consider the tie and Matt show to be America's podcast? I would consider that. All right. I consider anything. I haven't seen it. I enjoyed <laughs> this interview. I appreciate that, Mr. Hawkins. Maybe we shouldn't have worded it as would you consider it? Cause yeah, sure. I'll consider anything. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to make sure people know where to find you online. Uh, so where can they learn more about you, learn more about the Green Party? Well, go to my campaign website, HowieHawkins.us. It's easy to remember, HowieHawkins.us. And there you can see uh, what our position papers, our news releases, articles about us. You can volunteer, donate, just sign up to get bulletins about the campaign and find the links to other social media. All right. And uh, one of those I, I was given beforehand was at Howie Hawkins on Twitter. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Mr. Hawkins, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, speak with me. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And All right. We're back. Oh, oh, fuck. My, God, my bad. My Matthew, bad. What are you doing? I forgot who was bringing us back in from the interview. You, you can know. You can take it. Have it. Okay. I'm gonna. We're, we're gonna try that again. Edit this out. Yeah, we'll edit this out. I'll make sure. And there you have it, folks. That was my interview with Green Party presidential candidate Howie Hawkins. And you heard it there, Ty. I did. No, I I loved the interview. That was great. Thank I, you. The Ty and Matt show is at least in consideration to be America's podcast. Yes. Yeah. We need to get the billboards, the four-year consideration billboards. We're going to put them all. I mean, I don't think it's really worth putting them up in Hollywood. We'll put them all up in. Uh, he lives in New York, right? Yep. So we will just kind of put them all up in New York. There'll be a lot of billboards for your consideration. Ty and Matt show. Uh, please, Howie Hawkins, consider us to be America's podcast. Yeah, I always feel like. Like what? I want. I want to know what billboards run. I feel like I could just Google that pretty quickly, but I feel like I always see a lot of empty ones that just say "rent this billboard," so they're like advertising for themselves. Yeah. So could I'm thinking, dude, East Coast, entire East Coast, uh, up, up like ninety five. Yeah, the way up. just follow ninety. Now those. Now watch. They probably charge more for ninety five because, you know, I, I we we did learn that we have a couple listeners in Ireland. We do. But. Uh, I-95, very, very busy road that runs up the East Coast of the United States. Um, so now, yeah, now we're on the same page. But yeah, I would be all for that. And, you know, I don't think there's a governing body that determines who is the, uh, you know, America's podcast. Yeah, but what other podcast is doing what we're doing? We're, we're giving a voice I like how we're saying that, as if like these third parties haven't worked like decades to build up. They would have been fine without us. Yeah, they may. Okay, that's debatable. But we are doing an important service for the American people. You know what? Look, Howie Hawkins. What he talked about a an economic bill of rights. I think there should be a podcasters' bill of rights. Okay. 
Do you have I, like a couple jumping off points? Yes, or? I I do actually. It's funny okay. you should say that. I good, think good, the good. first one is no more new podcasts. I brought it up Love before. It. Time at the last new one. I'm gonna keep it there. Or at least no new celebrity podcasts. Those are the ones that irritate me to no end because they just muddy the waters, clog things up. I just saw Rob Lowe has a podcast. That's why it's too much. We gotta stop. Why? Them. Unless time. Unless. We started a podcast feud with Rob Lowe, in which case I'd be all for it. Bring Rob Lowe, like, so it'd be the Ty and Matt show with Matt and Ty and Rob Lowe? No, no, no. Podcast war. Against, podcast war. Oh. Against his podcast. I like, okay. So what is it? What's the name of his podcast? Is it just Rob Lowe has question. a podcast? Because uh, that's what they always name it. They always fucking, I hate when celebrities get a podcast. So they always name it like, here's my name and I'm just going to say podcast. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's called literally with Rob Lowe, uh, exclamation point after literally. Literally Ew. what? I, do, I don't know, Ty. Like, maybe you're literally with Rob Lowe? I mean... I, I don't know. I mean, he seems like a nice enough guy. I mean, we all know what problems he had in the 80s, but come on, man. If no need good, to get into the podcast game. If you're good looking, I, I think... That's part of the Bill of Rights, the podcaster's Bill of Rights. If you're good looking, you're not allowed to have a podcast. That's so good, Ty. I, I love that. Yeah. I love we that. Need to get rid of him, and I guess Caller Daddy's got to go too. It's done. Y- yeah. Yeah. Sorry, ladies. Yeah. They almost destroyed themselves, but yeah, the uh, podcasting Bill of Rights would, would take care of that. I think that's great. Like, I'm not saying you can't be in media. No, 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 no. Just you should be in visual media for everyone's good. Yes. You shouldn't sequester yourselves uh, on the airwaves both terrestrial or digital um when your lovely face could be seen by by millions of people leave can, it can f- we get him canceled can we just get him canceled like is there a thing we can dig up probably listen listeners can we get get rob Lowe canceled so we don't have to deal with this i mean that i think that's the nuke of the podcast war right there you get you get a host canceled it's done you never deal with them again Yeah, yeah, you know what's funny? It functions much the way Radio Wars used to, which was like you get a faction of listeners to do your bidding um, to help grow your grow your brand. Um, but we wouldn't Ra- have to do radio that. Radio Wars. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I know. It's funny. <laughs> it sounds so dorky, and it kind of was. But that's how it worked, man. Don't let me catch you out on the streets, Rob. Don't let me <laughs> catch you on the fucking streets. <laughs> I don't know how this fits into the podcaster bill of rights right now because I just realized we just, we essentially did we just like write war into the bill of rights right now? Um, no the 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 podcasting bill of rights would actually prevent wars. It's actually oh, a peacekeeping true. thing. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, I did I did say the second the second one was uh, no no good looking people in podcasts anymore. Yep. Yeah, and, and on did... top of that, he actually contradicted the first one. No more new podcasts. No more new podcasts. That's right. Now I I know what a lot of people are probably thinking because I thought it momentarily was who determines who is good looking because that's that's a um, you know that's a subjective thing. But I yeah, think I mean, it's a lot like porn. You just know it when you see it. Yeah, you'll know it. I mean, well, you can't trust people completely because there's a large faction of people that think Pete Davidson's good. Pete Davidson is sickly. Yeah. Yeah. Buy him some food. God damn it. Save <laughs> this man. 
And honestly, like whose feelings would be hurt if it was like, uh, they wouldn't let me start a podcast. Why is that? Uh, I was too good looking. Like no one would care. That I love that. You it's know a why? It sounds really nice. It's like when you're like, like when your girlfriend's not invited to go out with you, like all your guy friends are like, please don't bring her this time. And then like, you got to say it in a way where it's like, no, you don't want to go. It's just, it's going to be a super lame night. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. No, no you, you can't bring the girlfriend along because she's just so smoking hot. Like people will forget how to chew and swallow. Yeah, like, it's like, like it's, we, yeah, it's we don't want to distract everyone at the club, baby. I'm sorry. I'd love to take, I want, trust me. You should have heard me. I was sticking up for you. But all my friends, they said, she's too good looking, Ty. Leave her at home. Yeah. That, that's like when people, I've heard people say that they're overqualified for jobs. Overqualified for yeah. jobs. Is, overqualified, saying you're overqualified for jobs is the equivalent of quirky in comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just so kick ass, dude, I'm that they so couldn't handle it. Good. Yeah, dude. Staples couldn't handle me as a retail associate because I, I'm overqualified. It, it was my master's degree in medieval history. It's <laughs> That's just right. Like, they couldn't pay me enough to know this stuff. Yeah, this guy knows way too much about the uh, the kings of you know Germanic tribes. We can't we can't allow him to uh, <laughs> work at this establishment. I you know I realized something. You remember uh, our last episode? We uh, we talked about Crystalia. Yeah. I learned how to pronounce his name, Crystalia, actually on that podcast. Yeah, so, good job. Very important episode for me. Um, I'm now hearing new news is coming out that apparently these conversations were like doctored a little bit, and he's I, he might be uncanceled. What? Which is a big blow to stand up comedy, but not because he's unfunny. I want to make it 100% clear: it's not because he's unfunny. It's because I have no self-esteem, and I don't want to compete with Crystalia anymore. I want my own. I want stage time. I don't want yeah. to battle him out. You know, I'm not well, going to win that. I don't have ripped-up shirts and like uh, my hair is not like cool and like all over the place. And my hair it doesn't sit like his. Yeah, I mean my it's all just, over the place, but it's not cool. No, that, yeah. exactly, exactly. You're 100. So it's like. To hear that he's uncanceled, it kind of scares me. It makes me a little nervous. So they're saying the conversations, they were doctored because these girls, I guess, left out the messages they sent him or something. They just kind of like, I don't know fully. I, I, I hate that we even have to talk about it. I, you'd think there was more important things. You'd think there was like an asteroid about to hit Earth or something that we could kind of focus on. Or a virus. That is true. Yeah. It almost seems like there are more important things we could really be focusing on over the cancellation or uncancellation of a comedian. I mean, yeah, civil unrest, virus. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Economic downturn. Mm-hmm. Chris yep. being canceled was our last chance to get off this fucking rock. Okay, guys? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Get, get, in the, all, get in the rocket ship and we're gone. Yeah, we all kind of joined together. Elon Musk was like, now that he's done, there's actually enough room on the rocket ship. We, we actually had one too many people <laughs> yeah. with Crystalia. If we can all agree that he gets stuck here, we can leave. Our rocket's taking off, and Crystalia comes out like he's starting to run into the, the blast-off smoke. I, I, I'm i not a NASA guy. I don't, that's what I call it. And he's like, guys, guys, stop. I was uncanceled. I was uncanceled. And it's too late. We're just taking off. Yeah. And, and like, someone's like, wait, what is he saying? And I'm like closing the doors like, it's it's too late. He said, have fun on Mars. Yeah. He he actually was a really good sport about it. He was really excited to stay back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. 
à tous de TDO. Attention pour le décompte final. Maybe the Nazis are okay now. Like, didn't you see Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson? He he had a positive Hitler quote that he put on Instagram. Yeah, here's the thing. Never a good idea to do that, to, to post yeah. a Hitler quote. And look, he had many good ones, but you can't use them anymore. Like, live, laugh, love. We all, look, I want to hang that up in my house, but that is without a doubt Hitler's most positive <laughs> quote. You can't use it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the thing with Deshaun Jackson is I, I never got the vibe that he was the smartest guy. And I'm but I now I will say I'm only basing that on his well, on the field. You have play. to slam your head into other people or just well, catch a ball. You don't have to necessarily be like a genius. He's he's a guy that has dropped the ball in celebration before crossing the goal line multiple yeah, really? times. Multiple times. Oh no. I think he did it at least twice with the Eagles, and I think he did it once in college. Well, he literally dropped the ball with this one. It's, a, it's yeah. so funny to see the turn that people have taken because, like, Drew Brees canceled. What did he do? He said that he didn't really – he was like, I'm not going to kneel for the national anthem. This is not my thing. People yeah. were like, fuck this guy. He's a traitor. Fucking attach him to a car and start driving. <laughs> Deshaun Jackson, he quoted Hitler positively. And the most that happened was – I think – what was – like, I think uh, – one of the commentators was like, well, look, I don't think he meant it like that. <laughs> like, what? why do you mean it? Like, what is it? I don't even understand. It's just, and like, you think he would have just used the quote and just like, well, maybe I just, you know, we don't put who said it. But he literally, <laughs> he like quoted Hitler. Like he put Hitler there and I'm like, what? In what world did you think like that was ever going to go over well? Uh. 1930s Germany. That's the only one I can think of where maybe it would have worked well. I but uh, any other place, it. no, it would not. And I think the owners of the team are Jewish, so they're like, and I, I, this is like, tell me this isn't the biggest testament to fucking like capitalism and profit incentive ever. Hey, we're just going to, we talked to him. That's cool. We're yeah. good now. Who does not know that that's not okay these days? Or, or any days for that matter. To, to post... You know, people post inspirational quotes on their Instagram to post like Hitler quote. That's just, I don't know who, who has gone through any degree of schooling. Like I said, Deshaun Jackson has went, played in college, well, went through high school. You, you only need to go through about middle school and you, you have a pretty firm grasp on Hitler equals bad, that equation. And uh, yeah, but you still have people that make that error. You don't want to stand for the German national anthem? Dude, I'm so tired of talking about national anthems. I know. What I, you what, do with during songs. If you want to sit, sit. If you want to stand, stand. If you want to kneel, kneel. If you want to go to the bathroom and take shit, take shit. If you want to go buy a beer at the beer stand, go buy a beer. I don't care. I'm so I done. think Party in the USA should be the new national anthem. It's got the name. It's got like the country name in it. Like, that's cool. I'm all about it. I mean, I... 
I'm not against that either. I think that would unite everyone. That was a top 40. When was the last <laughs> time the American national anthem was a top 40 in this country? 18, well, no, it was, no, like, the late 1800s, 1900s. You know what, they, they didn't even have the top 40 then, Ty. That's how old I, it is. I understand the outrage. Like, we just, this is our national anthem. Like, we didn't, we didn't fact check. Like, what if that was like, what if people back then fucking hated that song? Do you know what? We, well, it wasn't even a song when it started. Like, like it was oh, a poem. See, and here then we they, go. Now it's becoming fucking worse. The news gets worse yeah. right now. Yeah, Francis Scott Key was just sitting on a boat, writing what he saw, and he said, "This will be a poem and nothing else." And then years later, someone was like, "Wait a minute!" And they're 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 like checking the beats. They're like, "Wait a minute, this fits with, um, you know, some." I think I think it was another tune. I think it was another song that existed. So someone like, sampled the poem. Yeah, it was a mashup. Okay. Yeah, an early mashup, and then they're like, "Dude, this is it." I like your idea of switching up the national anthem. If we had a yearly one, that would be kind of sweet. Like there would be a, a reveal yeah. show, like all the songs that come out that year, and they're like, oh, "We could do it on New Year's." The national, the United States national anthem for the year twenty twenty one is drum roll. I can't do. I can't do that rolling thing. Yeah, it is. Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. People are losing their minds. Um, I think that'd be fun. I like those kind of grand spectacle things. Well, are we just going to do like the like a top forty hit every year? Or what I mean, no. what would be the analysis on this? No, we'd switch it up. Like one year it would be "America" by Rammstein, and people would be like, "Isn't that a song like actually anti like American like globalism?" Yeah, but it says "America" in the title, and they say Mickey Mouse and Coca Cola, so it's going to be the and it's only going to be for a year. Like, if yeah, you don't like it, it's just for a year. Uh, this is America, Childish Gambino. That's a great song, right? Yeah. Um, and for the time, I think that would be, get ready, here's a good word, apropos. Oh. To have that for a year, maybe. I don't know. I, I think it's a good idea. Well, so let, me rephrase, let me rephrase that. Not a good idea, but uh, not a bad idea. I, I So essentially we're just going to find like every song that has like USA or like America in the title that people like. Well, I think those would be the ones that had the, the biggest advantage, but there could be a song that's just a total, as the kids say, banger. And that would be that would be the national anthem for the year. Like, like the song of the summer, basically. You know, like that would become the new national anthem. But that's off yeah. to the top 40. So. And you can like stand, you can kneel to it. You can do whatever the fuck you want to it. That, I think that would be kind of cool. You just vibe. Actually, I, I don't even think you, you just vibe. Here, you vibe. Dude, that's how it would be written. Like, what is the proper protocol with the national anthem? You just vibe. Just like, vibe. What, do, what does that mean? Whatever you want, man. Like, you, you could just see someone's dad getting up going like, no, this is bullshit. What is that? And it's like, hold on, hold on. Sit back down. And he's like, okay. And he sits back down. It's like, turn it on. Just vibe. Okay. Just kind of move around. Come on, move yeah. your shoulders. Come on, pops. Come on, get into it. You're vibing now. I want the national anthem to, uh, at some point, be a song that I've learned of recently that I really like, and that is the song "Dope Smoker" by the band Sleep, because that okay. is a one-hour song that takes up an entire album. <laughs> so that's the so, like you have to do it before every game, every sporting event. Yeah, you have to listen to a one-hour doom metal song. I, I, I would love it, but I think other people might not I mean, enjoy I, it as much. <laughs> it, <laughs> It might not be terrible because I guess now it's like you can't get mad at anyone for not standing because that's asking a lot to stand for one hour. I think you take that hour and you do whatever you want. It's like 
You get your beer, you get your food, you do whatever you need to. Dude, just an hour of vibing. Just an hour of vibing that. to doom metal. Yeah. Dude, and th- there's no better music to vibe to. That might be fine, though. That would bring, because think about it, like fans in football can be kind of violent. It might just kind of like chill them out for a little bit, like especially in college football. Think about it, you come in super fucking hammered. Yeah. And then an hour of having a vibe to, to dope smokers. And yeah. then all of a sudden you're like, I'm actually sober. Dude. I actually just realized I hate football. I'm not even <laughs> drunk enough to care care anymore. Uh, that's so fun. I think there were so many. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Like, and it would actually like. Oh, at our alma mater tie, that's actually a perfect thing where the stadium doesn't even have the capacity to hold the entire student body. So if we had an hour of vibing, it would clear the people out that realize they don't actually like football and would let more Man. people into the stadium because yes. there are definitely people that just go and. All they know is to cheer. I don't want to be a gatekeeper because I hate that, but there are people that clearly are only cheering because everyone else cheered. They don't actually know what's going on. Yeah. But let the people that do have those seats. You know, I, oh, Ty, this is so brilliant on our part because that hour of vibing gives people an hour to take like Instagram selfies and tag themselves yeah. uh, there and then they can leave. And then the people that actually want to watch the game can come in and vibe for about 15 minutes and then the game starts. Dude, I think th- I geniuses. think we probably solved sports right there. Yeah, we we say no one's gonna get mad because there's Cause, yeah you're the right. The vibing vibe. is a perfect time. You get your fucking bullshit selfies so people can go like, oh my god, you went to a game. We love it. Uh, you like you take a picture. You know if it's like the Buccaneer Stadium, you like you take your picture in front of the fucking ship. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I don't know. Stick your head in the cannon. What? <laughs> fucking, I don't give a shit. <laughs> whatever those morons you, at USF ch- decide to do that day. Yeah, yeah. Then you get the fuck out. And then the people that actually care come in and you don't have to worry anymore about standing or kneeling. Cause guess what? The game's about to start. It's now been an hour of vibing. Yeah. National anthem's over. I love an hour of vibing. <laughs> I want to make it 100% clear. Vibing is whatever you want it to be. Yep. So that's why that's why I love it because guess you know if you're if there's going to be these hardcore you know guys that are like no you got to stand for the national anthem it's like you can do it that's you great can vibe standing you can vibe sitting you can vibe in the locker room and you can vibe drinking a beer now it doesn't o- even matter the only thing if you vibe kneeling on the on the the field now it depends what the surface is have you ever knelt on grass or turf for a long time. Yeah. So so that you could be doing it for an hour. Just keep that in mind because you might get up and you have those little like impressions all over your leg. Yeah. That sucks. But if that's the way you want to vibe. <laughs> what? If that's the way you want to vibe, do was it. Was that your solution to stopping? <laughs> no, no. It's just just be aware of that. You're like, you're going to be vibing for an hour. Yeah. So, it, it, it's you know, pace yourself. Dope smoker. the knees a little bit. Dope smoker by sleep, which we've decided is the new national anthem because it's an hour long. A single song that's an hour long, and it's about a caravan of pot-smoking nomads who are on a, a journey through the desert. That's what the song's about. I don't know what that has to do with America, except that it's great to vibe to. Manifest destiny. Come on. Sure. Destiny. Destination. There we go. Manifest destination. That's there you what we'll go. Call it. Ty, I think I'm getting tuckered out. We might need to land this plane soon. No, no, no. I think we've, I think we've hit it. I don't know. No. I think we've hit it. That solves everything. Guess what? If you see someone kneeling and at first you're mad, 
guess what? In 15 minutes, you're going to have to stand up. They're going to be like, my knee kind of fucking hurts now. And you're like, okay, well, I guess they did stand for the national anthem in a way. Yeah. And then everything is literally solved. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Howie, do your thing. Yeah. I like I like how we think we did one interview and we can like pull that string where it's like, Howie, come on, when you get in there, you know what to do. Fix the national anthem. Do right by America. Yep. We'll fix the national anthem. And by the way, here's your new FCC commissioners. Right. Yeah. Ty and Matt. <laughs> Ty and Matt. Let's go, baby. Look, I think we've learned a lot today. I do. I, I think that that is a legitimately good idea. I've learned you don't quote Hitler positively. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know why you would have just learned that now, but uh, good. I'm glad I, you did. You grow every day. Good. You, you know what? I'm in the same boat as Deshaun. Guess what? The dialogue's <laughs> open now. Uh, there was a moment there where I was like, well, hold on. Let's hear this Hitler guy out. But now I'm like, oh, then I read, you know, the stuff he did. And I was like, OK, no, I guess that is pretty, uh, pretty hard to defend. I, wouldn't that be great? Like, it's just like he's sitting alone in the locker room and like you just kind of like look over at him and he's just reading Mind Comp and he's just laughing to himself like, this is, this is pretty good. Have you guys read this? <laughs> he was hilarious. Remember when he took, when he made those two dinner rolls dance or the egg rolls or uh, I'm sorry, potatoes where he like put the forks in him and then did like the dance thing. That was hilarious. That was and you're like, hilarious. wait, who? And he's like, Charlie Chaplin. And you're like, you're reading a book about who? World War II and Hitler and Nazi Germany. Where'd you get Charlie Chaplin? Oh, I just saw the mustache. I was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. At a glance, like, like at a glance, you, I, you could see the two getting confused. I bet you that was, that's someone who was really mad during World War II. It's Charlie, Char- Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin. His, all his branding got fucked up. Oh. He's like, I devoted decades that to this mustache. mustache. was my thing. And this fucking German hack yeah. just thinks he can take it. Yeah, oh my god. What a selfish way to interpret the uh, the events of World War II. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the, w- Europe was torn apart, Charlie Chaplin's in there. Yeah, and my whole image was ruined. Yeah, fucking, <laughs> where is, what do I get? Yeah, come on. Once Who's going to rebuild me, my fucking brand? Already they introduced talkies, and now my entire image is gone. My career is yeah. sunk. Yeah. You know what? Fuck you, Hitler. Wow, strong words. Yeah, it's not bold. That's <laughs> yeah, bold in 2020 brave, to say that one. Um, yeah, you know what? We've learned a lot. I moral to the story, guys. Look, Hitler has many quotes. I don't. I guess I I didn't know there were good ones, and I guess Deshaun Jackson found the good one. But remember, killed six million people. So maybe don't quote him. There might be better people to look for. There might be better quotes to put on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> And if you if you're wondering what we do about this whole national anthem shenanigans, I love saying shenanigans. It immediately diffuses the situation. Yeah. Hey, if you're wondering what we do, we solved it, folks. We did. It's all about vibing. We did it, Matt. All right. Well, on that note, Ty, I guess I'll see you later. I'll see you later, friend. No, I'll see you later. I'll see you first. Hey, now I'll see you later. <laughs> first, later, first. Oh, shit. Have a good one. Thanks, man.